92.9 The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Here we go. We finally, for the first time, can come to you on a Monday evening and feel like we have some answers and a little bit of an opportunity to look ahead and exactly know what's going on. Uh, so we greet you on this hot Monday live from the studios of the Mater. Thanks to our friends at Massey Wood and West at MasseyWoodandWest.com and 355-1721. A hot day like this, if that air conditioning unit has given you issues and you need to check out your HVAC unit, get in touch with our friends at Massey Wood and West. They can fix you up with repairs if it's time to replace it. I know it's not the optimum time to have to do that, but they have quality ream products that you'll be able to trust for you years to come 355-1721 and masseywoodandwest.com also our friends at we think in ink at we think in ink.com right on the the main drag england street in ashland for all of your business printing and brochure and banner whatever the case may be whatever your needs you want to you know you have you noticed you've been going to places in the last several weeks since we've gone through the phases and hopefully we'll stay in phase three that you know sometimes you see storefronts and they got a beautiful, nice banner out saying, okay, here's what you can do and can't do or that sort of thing. And then sometimes somebody just kind of slaps up a really quick printed piece of paper off of Microsoft Word and some of the words are misspelled and it just doesn't really look professional. You want your business to look professional, especially in a day and age where it's a struggle to get people in or people to get to your website to get what they need so that you can continue to keep your business going. Put your best foot forward. Help by, you can get that help by having our friends at We Think It Inc. help you out with all of those things. Printing, letterheads, brochures, whatever the case may be. WeThinkinInc.com, our friend Chuck and the gang there and in Ashland, uh, just down the road from where we sit at this particular moment. Well, on this edition of the program tonight, Coming up in just a few moments, we will talk live with Phil Stanton, Director of Athletic Communications at Randolph-Macon College. Uh, last talked to him about a couple of months ago, I believe it was, and we were kind of in standstill mode, checking in to see how things were going at Randolph-Macon and how they were proceeding through these uncharted waters. And last Tuesday, the Old Dominion Athletic Conference, who had planned to start who had planned to start um, their fall athletic activities on the 11th of September. You'd be allowed to practice prior to that. But the first day that you could actually have a competition with another school would be September 11th. That was uh, decided on very early in this month. And then about a week later, Washington and Lee announced arbitrarily that they weren't going to play this fall. And we've explained on the program their kind of a unique circumstance of having so many people come to that college from probably the majority of states in the union. And so, therefore, uh, people traveling from hot spots and other situations make it a, a little bit more of a, of a tricky situation uh, for a university that maybe has um, students from 40 states coming in as opposed to maybe a college that has students from seven or five. 
you know, the preponderance of Washington and Lee's students, it's really spread out. So it wasn't a whole lot of a surprise when they decided to do that on their own. The rest of the ODAC schools really didn't have that issue, but the ODAC itself uh, early last week, sat down, looked at the circumstances, saw the rising numbers in in terms of what was happening with coronavirus, and you got you got to remember, even though every member of the ODAC, with the exception of Guilford, is in Virginia, you can't just look at what's happening in Virginia and base what you're going to do off of that. Uh, because if there are other states where there are hot spots and circumstances and you have enough percentage of student athletes who live in those areas, uh, Maryland's on the rise right now. We have a lot of student athletes who play sports at Randolph-Macon from Maryland. North Carolina has had its problems. A lot of uh, kids from North Carolina come up here and become Yellow Jackets. Um, you know, as a school, you've got to look at that. And then as an ODAC, as the ODAC, you got to look at that. If you're Emory and Henry, you're drawing yes from Virginia, yes from Tennessee, see with Bristol just down the road, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and West Virginia, right up the street in North Carolina, not far away. So they're right there in that four-state corridor where they have to, to, to be very careful too. And, and every school has their own, you know, certain set of uh, challenges and circumstances. So the conference looks at all of that and they made the decision just to delay everything. And that not only includes that fall sports are delayed, and please note the use of the word delay. They have not canceled fall sports at Randolph-Macon or in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. If we are able to somehow get the coronavirus under control, or if, God willing, we could get a vaccine up and running, and it would be safe enough for play to happen in the spring, we could see spring football in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. The 2020 season could take place in the spring of 2021, which would then bring about a very unique circumstance as to how do um, athletic directors and uh, directors of athletic communication and trainers and coaches and staff and student athletes who would not be graduating how do they um, go through what would be the most abbreviated off-season ever, where you may play deep into the month of May, and then you've got June and July to recover because first 10 days of August, you're back on campus starting to practice for the 2021 season. That's the hope right now that that could be the case. And it's a similar situation at the high school level. We'll be talking about that extensively uh, in this hour. So let's do this. We have a lot to talk about, so we're going to take our first commercial break. We're going to get Phil Stanton on the line from Randolph-Macon. We're going to break down the ODAC's decision. Hopefully, Phil can give us some additional insight as to how that process took place and what kind of directives that the conference is helping schools with, member institutions, in terms of, you know, what do you do in these next uh, 120 days from now until, say, Thanksgiving, uh, knowing that that you know, it's not 100% certainty that we'll be able to get back into uh, activities on January 1. It's all going to depend upon the state of the virus uh, nationwide and, and maybe even worldwide, frankly. Um, on top of that, you've got a plan as if it's going to happen. Uh, we've talked ad nauseum here on this show about, <coughs> excuse me, how, many t- how much time uh, uh, officials and, and employees at colleges at every level have been putting in, I'm sure, countless hours having to create so many things that are new for what-if scenarios. 
And so I'm sure the next four months is going to be kind of a redo of that to an, to an extent. But by the same token, hopefully they'll be able to take some of the lessons learned and the plans put in place here between March and now. And it'll help make it maybe a little bit of an easier process or, or allow them to do a deeper dive to be even better prepared when we get to the 1st of January. So we'll get Phil on and we'll talk about that from Randolph-Macon, from the ODAC standpoint. Uh, uh, we'll do that first here on the show tonight. Then following our interview with Phil, we will break down completely the Virginia High School League's vote today, 34 to 1. Uh, in favor of Model 3, which was totally expected. What is Model 3, you ask? Very simple, and it's all broken down at our website, rbasportsnetwork.com, that what, what Model 3 means is that fall sports are not canceled. They are postponed. Each of the three seasons in high school sports will be shortened. Winter sports can begin practice mid-December and can begin playing during winter break on the 28th of December, and the season would last into the, about the end of February. Fall sports would begin practicing in mid-February. They could start playing March 1st, and they have to be done by May 1st. And spring sports would have a delayed start. Uh, they would get practicing in April. They would start playing April 26th, and they would extend that season into summer vacation till june 26th now the next big hurdle that the vhsl has to go through is talking about and deciding what they're going to do with playoffs will there be playoffs in these sports if you can even try to to have like regional tournaments and state tournaments how many games do you think you can get in to constitute a regular season and would there be enough of them to constitute truly a good playoff system they're now looking at the situation that, that Major League Baseball did to an extent. They could have gotten their act together a whole lot sooner, but that's another story. And now they've got more problems, and we'll talk about that late in the hour. Um, but, you know, are we going to crown state champions in any high school sport in this particular school year, 2020-2021? Does, does 60 days of play allow you enough time for that to happen? Well, the executive committee next meets three, four weeks from today, August 24th. Uh, to tackle that subject. But we'll talk more about that coming up later in the hour. We'll take our first time out when we come back. Phil Stanton will be live with us. We'll talk ODAC. We'll talk Randolph-Macon. And we'll talk about crossing our fingers that we will have football and field hockey and volleyball and competition cheer and a whole bunch of other things at the high school level and from the college standpoint we'll have football field hockey women's volleyball men's and women's soccer and the golf and tennis activities that normally would occur in the fall uh, they can pop them all together in the spring we'll see what happens and we'll talk to phil next as we continue live here on the mater on this very busy monday night you are in the red zone in the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, 
Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. It's Friday night and I won't be long. Gotta do my Well, Friday nights will be a little different this autumn, but hopefully we'll turn autumn into spring. And more on the Virginia High School League's decision coming up later in the hour here live in the Red Zone. Hi, friends. Rob with them. Happy to be with you live in the Mater Studios. Calvin Cecil, socially, socially distanced and with a couple of panes of glass in between us in the main Mater Studio taking care of business tonight. A good evening to fans listening online at rvasportsnetwork.com, HanoverCountySports.net, and uh, fans listening right now on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio R-A-D. I-A-L-L. So last Tuesday was the big day for the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. We had seen several conferences across the nation uh, begin to shut things down for the fall. The ODAC was hoping to get started on September the 11th. Uh, the numbers and the reality of COVID-19 was just so that it was not going to be the case. And so they made the announcement that fall sports would be suspended or postponed. They're not canceled. Uh, no activity until January 1st. So that's going to affect also the winter sports as well. Hopefully a late start, but a start for things like uh, men's and women's basketball, for example. So to kind of get us caught up on, on everything that's going on and where we go from here, our good buddy. Phil Stanton, Director of Athletic Communications at Randolph-Macon College, joining us live here by phone in the Red Zone. Phil, always good to talk to you, my friend. How you doing? I am doing very well, Rob. How about you? I'm hanging in there, bud. Hanging in there. What else can you do, you know? Yep, that's, that's the only thing you can do. Hey, how'd your Reds do this weekend? Oh, they did not have a good weekend. They looked good on opening day, and then... Uh, they gave up a couple ninth-inning home runs on Saturday, Sunday, Ooh. so ended up dropping two or three to the Tigers. Yikes. Yeah, with the Tigers you're opening, Bill, you kind of hope you'd have won that series. <sighs> so what do you make, before we start ODAC talk, what do you make about the breaking news about the Marlins today and now this sudden quandary that Major League Baseball has? 
Yeah, that, it really was tough. I guess the, the biggest thing now is they're trying to trace back and figure out where exactly they would have picked it up. They had played an exhibition game in Atlanta prior to the start of the regular season, and then they spent the weekend in Philadelphia. So I think there's question as to, you know, did they get it in Atlanta? Did they get it in Philadelphia? And now, you know, what are the next steps going to be? Do you go ahead and bring in those guys who are on your, um, I guess, basically your taxi squad? Mm -hmm. um, Go ahead and fill out your roster with those guys? uh, Or, you know, do they – does the team shut down for a little bit now just with the numbers that they've had? So th- this is going to be a real challenge for uh, for baseball to kind of see where they go from this. Uh, it, a lot of, lot of speculation and whatnot today. When this news broke, people were talking about, well, if you used a bubble model like, you know, the WNBA and the NBA, maybe you wouldn't have these issues, and maybe they wouldn't. But frankly, uh, WNBA just got started this weekend, and the NBA starts uh, the end of this week. I think Thursday's the first games. Yeah, who's to say those bubbles won't get burst? I, it, 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 at this point, is it really too early to be that critical? Well, I don't think it's too early. I think it's, you know, they're going to have to really take a good look at it and see, you know, was protocol followed? Was it not followed? Um, Maybe they need to be a little stricter with, I mean, I saw a first base coach who didn't have a mask on Mm. yesterday. Uh, Guys really aren't social distancing in the dugout, so maybe they're going to have to be a little more stringent with everybody on you know, following these rules to a T just to try to keep everybody safe. To keep everybody safe and, and keep the wheel moving. Because if, if you start, if we start having several teams having this problem, then, you know, how do you keep a season alive, you know? Oh, you're exactly right. Yeah, and, and you know, people are going to really keep an eye on the Phillies, and the Phillies canceled their game with the Yankees tonight. So kind of have to see how things go with them you know Atlanta had had some cases they're going to kind of keep an eye on them to see how you know how they progress but I'm sure all the other teams are going to be keeping an eye on you know what Miami's going to do what Atlanta's going to do what Philadelphia is going to do I always like to pick your brain with baseball knowledge but we will now move to the main topic of conversation and that is Tuesday's announcement from the Old Dominion Athletic Conference that I don't know, seemed kind of inevitable. It was just kind of a matter of, of when we were going to hear it from them as we were watching so many other conferences in Division Three nationwide grapple with the same issue and, and decided just the, the, the better thing to do was to suspend fall sports activities and, and just kind of, you know, hopefully see if we can get a few more months down the road and this can get contained and maybe we can do something early in 2021. How much do you know about the, the ODAX decision process in those days leading up? to the announcement Tuesday? Well, I know there were multiple, multiple, multiple meetings that were going on. The ADs were meeting, discussing from an athletic standpoint. They were then going back and discussing with their individual presidents. The presidents were meeting as a group. So there was a lot of communication between ADs and presidents and then obviously amongst their constituents uh, throughout the conference. So, uh, you know, everybody wanted to, 
really from the start when when the ODAC had made their announcement before there really was that commitment that everybody wanted to, to do what they could to play this fall uh, but it just became more and more obvious that that was just not going to be the case so then it was a matter of you know where do we go from this point I think there had been discussions about do we try to just say that there's nothing until um, November that you know maybe you could get basketball started but majority of the schools are sending their kids home at Thanksgiving for this fall semester and then they're planning on them being home you know from Thanksgiving until after the first of the year so I think they realized that really the smartest safest thing to do would be to go ahead and just let those kids stay home just go ahead and shut things down through the end of the calendar year and then as we progress through the fall uh, kind of see how things do go with the virus and kind of make another assessment in november as to how things may look after the first of the year phil do you have any excuse me any inkling there wasn't really one major uh uh tipping point moment was there it was just an accumulation of just looking at what was going on with the COVID 19 numbers everywhere not just in the commonwealth of virginia um, and just coming to the, the, the sad conclusion that this was going to have to be the best way to go. You're right. You know, I think everybody kind of looked that they would like to have a bubble at their own institutions to be able to keep their students, faculty, staff all there as safe as they could be. And most faculty, staffs at colleges are under travel bans that hmm. they're not allowed to you know go visit other schools or or go anywhere on official school business so if that's going to be the case athletics is going to fall under that too you know debate team anything else that would go on the road but athletics is going to be that as well that you don't want your student athletes going to emory and henry potentially bringing the virus back or you don't want kids coming in from lynchburg or kids coming in from guilford and potentially bringing it on the campus so it just was a matter of of there, there was not one particular factor and i think they did look at what the other conferences are doing both at division three and division one level when you saw the ivy league the patriot league saying that you know we just can't do it safely um you know it kind of became inevitable by the time we got to tuesday yeah those were kind of um what's the word i'm I'm thinking of when when the ivy and the patriots specifically kind of made their announcements you know the to me division three your your normal division three conference you know if, if the sec makes a decision okay fine but uh, I look at a Patriot League and an Ivy League, and I see more of a <clears throat> of a similarity to the kind of the the style and understanding and mindset uh, of of the ODAC or of other conferences in Division Three. So when those happen, my heart kind of sank a little bit, thinking, "Okay, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens." But I wasn't optimistic, so I was not surprised when the announcement came on Tuesday. So uh, what now? Pivoting forward, give me a sense of what you and and Athletic Director Jeff Burns and the staff and everyone there at the school are going to be able to do and what your plans are going forward here in the next 120 days um, to to get things ready so that hopefully January 1, it could be to an extent at least, if not full-born, all systems are go. 
Right. Well, one thing in looking at the fall, all the teams want to be able to get together, to be able to train together uh, with the idea, with the hope that they will be able to play in the spring. So that's the first thing that's going to be addressed. Um, as students get back, uh, all, all students are requested to quarantine for 10 days before they come to campus. There'll be that initial couple weeks that um, they will be able to work kind of individually, uh, and that'll kind of be what phase one was for Virginia mm-hmm. uh, as they started to reopen. Phase two, you can get into small groups, and then it'll probably take four weeks before they're able to do anything as a full team. Now, one thing they are waiting on from the NCAA, they haven't gotten final um, ruling on this, but where the NCAA in your non-traditional season used to, well, for the whole year you would have a certain number of weeks that you could train in. And if you used a couple, only two days out of seven in a week, that went ahead and knocked out your whole week. I think now they're going to let you just count days versus counting weeks, and that'll cover um, the whole academic year. So if you have a week where you only practice a couple days, that only counts as two of your practice days. So that's really going to help all the teams as they look to train and, uh, you know, hopefully play in the spring. There's a committee of athletic directors of which Jeff Burns is, is one of those on the committee that are looking at how things could work in the spring semester after we get past the first of the year. Uh, From what I understand, there have been two or three proposals already. Um, So I think people have ideas as to, you know, how things should look. Um, A couple things that are going to be interesting for schools to work out. There's some schools that use the same field for football, soccer, and lacrosse. Right. So if now you've got five teams to try to schedule for practice and for games, those are going to be challenging. And then one thing I hadn't thought of but came up last week is the bus companies that the schools use are really concerned about trying to be able to get teams everywhere they need to be if you're Mm going to have fall sports playing in the spring as well. That's doubling up potentially the number of teams that you're going to have out on the road so uh there's a lot of things there that they're that they're trying to work through safety obviously is going to be the number one thing they want to make sure that as the student athletes get back um, for them to be able to lift for them to be able to train that they'll be able to do so safely um I, i think the coaches have the ideas that they would like to have their teams almost as many bubbles Right. That as they get spending time together, uh, assuming everybody, uh, you know, stays safe, everybody, no, you know, nobody tests positive, they're going to be able to, to work and practice as a group. Uh, and again, with the hope that as you get into, 
November and December, things are a little better, and, and there may be play after the first of the year. Phil, do you think some colleges, and I'm not talking about Randolph-Macon specifically, but just thinking along the lines of what you just said, is it possible that they may work with their housing departments to cr- kind of change things up and create bubbles in the sense that, okay, we're going to try to ha- house all the student-athletes in dorms A, B, and C um, so that you can – you know, kind of keep them all together as much as humanly possible. There has been that discussion. I know there was that talk at Macon, and they I think they were at a point where they just couldn't work that out. But I would bet that there will be some other schools that will try to do that. They may just designate, you know, one or two dorms. And, and it's funny, there used to be uh, really nice athletic dorms, especially on a lot of the Division One campuses and the NCAA really wanted to get away from that because they wanted to be able to have the student athletes integrated with the rest of the student body but now from a you know looking at COVID it really would be a smarter thing to be able to have those athletic dorms. Most definitely. Phil Stanton director of athletic communications Randolph Macon College with us tonight here in the red zone. Uh, Phil, something that just came up while you were talking about the bus situation, it, uh, I had a thought, and that was uh, the class of 2021 and seniors who were going to play fall sports now may see their, their season shift to spring, but their spring may be filled with, let's say, um, you know, student teaching or some sort of internship or practicum or whatnot. Uh, is that a situation where the coaches are, are going to have to try to work with them as best as possible to see if they can still pull off everything they want to do? Because I know if you're a senior and it's your last season, you're going you're gonna to do everything in your power to try to play it, even if it's not at the usual time of year that it is. Uh, is, is that something where coaches can kind of come in and help out with their academic advisors to try to make those things happen? They can, and I think those are all going to have to be dealt with on an individual basis, depending on – and that, you're right, the first one that kind of does come to mind is student teachers mm-hmm. because the spring is usually the time that they're going to be doing that. So you think of football, field hockey, soccer, volleyball, all of them, if they have their fall seasons completed, then that opens up things in the spring for them. Right. Uh, an option that some of them may have um, – they, if they don't play this year, they could have that eligibility still uh, come next year. So if they would elect, if, if say there was going to be a shortened season in the spring, if they didn't want to play in the spring, maybe they go ahead and do their student teaching, come back and for one more semester in the fall, go ahead, play in the fall, and then finish up in December. Okay. So that would just give them another option. But I think the coaches, I think the uh, staff at school are really going to try to do what they can for the kids to make sure that, that everything works because they want them to have the best overall experience possible. Those that came to play sports, they want them to be able to have that experience at the same time taking care of what they need to from an academic side. 
Absolutely. Um, give me kind of insight before I let you go, Phil, about about the fall coaches, um, just in terms of how the how the college is going to kind of help them. I know that not only are they having to navigate all of these waters and help out these kids who are obviously going to be very disappointed that that they can't play in the fall, that we don't have a complete certainty that there will be a season in the spring. It may happen, but it's just kind of up in the air from the standpoint of of the psychological uh, toll that it takes how, how do we kind of support the coaching staffs the people who are leading these student athletes through these weird times well a, a big part of that is the leadership from above uh, with jeff burns the athletic director uh, and also our provost uh who is who's new to the job elisa rosenthal and then also president lingren mm-hmm. all of them uh, are are very supportive of athletics at Randolph-Macon so they've been the communication has been really really good with the coaches um, to, to try to help them with what to say to the student athletes and to try to give student athletes information as well um, you know obviously things got shifted with check-in because all of the fall sports had their designated times as to when they expected their kids to to check in so once all preseason got canceled along with the the um you know with the fall seasons getting postponed now you've got to figure out a time where those kids are going to be able to check in because uh, you've already got everybody else scheduled so i think just trying to anticipate questions that the student athletes are going to have um and the coaches you know from from being in athletics they've they know when there's challenging situations. Um, they know how to deal with them on the field. So now they're just having to try to to shift that and and you know deal with it really in in, in real life situations where they're trying to deal with them for their academics. It, you know, students are still trying to figure out how meals are going to work. Yeah. Is it going to be all takeout? You know, how how's that going to work? So it and it's really challenging too when you think of the freshmen that are. You know, they're leaving home for the first time, and now they're coming into a very unique situation on on the college campus as well. So uh, I think the coaches, since the coaches already have those relationships from a recruiting standpoint with those kids, I think that they're really, really going to be helpful for those kids as they come to campus, both the newcomers and the returners, with them being able to you know, to move through uh, what's going to be just a very, very different year. Yeah, no doubt about it. A familiar face, even if it's partially covered, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, indeed. Hey, Phil, I'm sorry. Before I let you go, i got to do one thing, and that is give you a second to send out a shout-out to our buddy Taylor. Um, who I had a chance to, to speak with by phone today. Hate to see him leaving Randolph-Macon. He's done such a tremendous job with you there uh, in athletic communication, sports information. Um, give a shout-out to him. He deserves it so much. Oh, he really does. Taylor Mickleberry has just been fantastic these last three years. He has, uh, you know, just great personality. I've shared the office with him um, always coming in in a good mood, um, handles situations well, um, handles, uh, had really good relationships with the coaches, uh, just did a really nice job of being able to elevate our video presence. Mm-hmm. And we've still got a long way to go, but he helped us make some really, really good strides in, um, 
in video streaming and highlights, things like that. So um, he's he's left some really big shoes to to fill. But uh, hopefully we will stay in touch with him. That he'll stay, you know, in the Mid Atlantic area. That we'll still get to cross paths with him from time to time. It's funny you say that. I used the exact same term on the phone with him this morning. You have left big shoes to fill. Uh, And yeah, so grateful for everything that Taylor has done with you guys, specifically with you in that department. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the video part uh, because he he certainly helped that grow by leaps and bounds. And, uh, you know, just from here on, it's nothing but up and it's going to be great as we continue to take care of and take advantage of the new technology. I look forward to the next person who comes in and takes the baton but in the meantime we know we're in good hands because phil's in the house well i'm gonna try to do the best i can (laughs) phil my friend stay safe always good to talk to you miss you guys over there at the college thanks so much for uh taking a few minutes and giving us an update as to what's up there on campus and keep in touch I will do that, Rob. Thanks. Thank you. Phil Stanton, Director of Athletic Communications at Randolph-Macon College. Fingers, toes crossed, whatever else you cross your legs, whatever you want to do for uh, hopefully some sort of return beginning on the 1st of January. And kudos to everyone there. Um, And they do. They have very strong leadership from the very top with with President Lindgren and on down. Uh, Athletic Director Jeff Burns does an an unbelievable job, um, has put himself in a position to where he is able to be, has been a part of many NCAA committees, not just selection committees for tournaments, but others as well. And, And that really helps the college in terms of strengthening um, their 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 athletic department and and he's done a masterful job at that so I know if there's one school in the area that and I think all of our schools here in the area are going to do a great job at taking care of our kids but I work the closest with Randolph Macon and I know they've got everything you know as best as they could possibly imagine to try to get together as the students do set to return albeit without the athletic competition for the fall. When we come back, we go to today's Virginia High School League Executive Committee decision. We'll explain what it means, what will happen, what won't happen, should, come December 14th, we can yell play ball. That's all next after this timeout, live on the Mater and on the RVA Sports Network. You are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wood and West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood and West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood and West proudly offers Rheem heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood and West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood and West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Ream water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's Massey Wood and West. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. 
How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. Hi friends, Rob with them here. About a year and a half ago, traveling near Tidewater, I heard a wonderful idea. A radio station had decided to play their entire library in alphabetical order. It got me to wondering, how long would it take the mater to go from A to Z? So I asked my daughter, the master's degree candidate, Rachel, to come in and help me out. Because with over 4,000 songs, we... Did you say over 4,000 songs? Yes, dear, 4,000 songs. It might take a while to get from one end to the other. Is there a transient property involved? No, not that I know of. But we're going to hear artists from generations, decades, different genres. Well, the RBA's best music variety. I've got the answer. Oh, great. How long? Quite a long time. She hates math. The journey begins Friday, July 31st at 6 p.m. The ABCs of The Mater, a one-time special event from 1029 The Mater. I'm glad I won't be teaching calculus. but she wasn't lying there. Uh, she hates math. <laughs> uh, big thanks to my girl, Rachel, for helping us out with that promo. Can't wait for Friday night at 6. Really looking forward to that musical journey. A one-time only special event simply because I don't think I could do it twice. It's going to be a labor of love, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time in this building in the next couple of weeks, but that's going to be great. The ABCs of the Mater begin on Friday nights at 6. All right, back here live in the Red Zone, brought to you by our friends at Massey Wood and West and our friends at We Think and Inc. <sighs> Deep breath, everybody. Here's what we know and where we're going in terms of the immediate future of high school sports in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And let me say this right before we get started on the um, all the details of today's decision from the Virginia High School League. There are other state associations that are currently looking to either partially or even fully return to fall sports in some way, shape, or form. And so if you're a social media person, um, it might not be a bad idea. I have, I use TweetDeck, <coughs> obviously, because we run at the RBA Sports Network four different Twitter accounts, plus I handle the account here for the radio station. So I have TweetDeck, which is a service of Twitter where you can have multiple feeds up at one time. You can create different uh, groups so that you can keep tabs on you know, certain things. And I have a media group. Uh, where I keep up with my buddies over at NBC 12 when they're breaking stories and whatnot to keep me posted on what's going on, local news and whatnot. 
And, uh, you know, also on there where we keep in touch with high school teams and the Randolph-Macon teams and some of the ODAC situations and stuff like that, too. Thinking I'm going to add some of the other state associations that at this point are looking at the possibility of trying to get some fall sports in to see if they're able to do it successfully, if so, how, and if they try and then they have to take a step back you know why it is i know there's a lot of disappointment that there's not going to be any high school sporting activity until at the earliest the 14th of december Uh, but quickly we need to look ahead but i do want to take a minute to look back the three models that the virginia high school league proposed a few weeks ago that we broke down in earnest here on the show as well as on our website rbasportsnetwork.com um you know i'll tell you right now to me there was only one choice and that was choice three and that's the one they chose today by a vote of 34 to 1. And let me explain why. The major problem with model number one was model number one ended any hope of playing any false sport. Um, obviously, the emotions of most fans are invested at the high school level in the fall into football. And if you knew on July 27th that you would not see another high school football game again until August of 2021, and if these seniors who have worked their entire lives, some of them starting playing peewee football when they were six and seven years old, and they look and they see older brothers or other people or neighborhood you know, friends who, who are older than them, and they watch them play, and they watch their senior nights, and they dreamed of theirs, and for them to automatically know that there was going to be no chance of that happening whatsoever would be just very deflating. But I look at sports like golf. You know, golf probably, um, if if you, unless we, we just see an explosion of COVID-19 in Virginia, I think high school golf probably could have safely played here in the fall simply because you can socially distance without a problem. <clears throat> There's no contact whatsoever. We've talked on the show before about, you know, coaches would probably have to be the ones that put the flags out and the flag back in the hole, that sort of thing. And and obviously you won't be shaking hands before and afterwards and that sort. But I thought high school golf, if anybody could get a, a fall season in, it would be there. But if Model 1 had been adopted, they would have been canceled and they wouldn't have had a chance to play it at any other time of the year. And I thought that's unfair to them a sport which has a much better chance of getting their season in simply because of the way the sport is is utilized is played so model one was out for me immediately model two i had a huge concern and we talked about it last week about how in the world do you flip and get sports and specifically student athletes who are used to playing their games from tryouts in mid-february to championships in mid-june how are you going to on july 27th make a call and say okay baseball softball soccer players uh, outdoor track guys we want you on the field practicing in two weeks and we're going to start games in you know early to mid-september or maybe they wait and they start practice in four weeks and and suddenly all these coaches and athletic directors are running around trying to put everything backwards because the spring would become the fall and the fall would become the spring because the spring had less a less number or a higher number of low or medium contact sports. 
So I, I just, from the, the standpoint of, of um, all the work that it would take for that to happen, with already all the work athletic departments at the high school level are having to take on to make sure that you mitigate the virus as much as possible, I thought that was too much of a workload, to be honest with you. Uh, on top of the fact that most of the coaches are also teachers, and they've got to deal with all of those decisions that are going on. So to me, a Model 3 was the only possible choice to make so i'm happy with the decision from a from a personal and from an editorial standpoint so here's what's going to happen and and i'll read directly from our website from our story from this morning there are no sports in the fall and what i mean by that is that they won't be played okay it does not mean they're canceled but they will not play in the fall each sport and each of the three seasons of high school sports will have truncated Dates. Normally, a high school sports season lasts about three and a half to four months, depending upon how deep your team gets into the postseason. Uh, this is how it's going to work out now. We'll begin the year with the winter sports, basketball, swimming, gymnastics, wrestling, indoor track. They will begin practicing December the 14th. They can begin playing December the 28th. Now, let me say, let me shout this from the mountaintop. If you are a parent of a student athlete who plays a winter sport in high school, do not be surprised if they're able to move on and use Model 3 to have your student athlete scheduled to compete during winter break. And if that you know, messes things up with an annual family vacation on the holidays and whatnot, know that you're going to have to deal with that now rather than later. Okay, I'm telling you now that if December 28th is when they can start playing, they're going to start playing. And, you, you know, basketball plays through winter break anyway. That's been the case for years. But I, the other sports are probably going to have to do the same thing, at least have one invitational for swimming, for wrestling, for gymnastics in that time frame because simply they're going to run out of time because they have to have their seasons done by February 20th. And I know that's regular time frame for wrestling and swimming and gymnastics, but it's three weeks early for basketball. And again, we don't know whether or not there's going to even be state tournaments and even have state champions crown. We may just have regular seasons. Um, it may be a circumstance and a situation to where, uh, you know, jurisdictions may get together if the VHSL says, look, we just don't have time to crown state champions in a proper way, but we're going to play a regular season because we want your kids to experience the season. We want your kids to have your senior night. And then what I would do if, if I were one of the four ADs here in Hanover County, I would be making plans right now to get them approved by the Virginia High School League to have some sort of a season-ending tournament involving your county teams. Okay, uh, and Rico could do this, frankly. Chesterfield could do this. <clears throat> and that would be, in lieu of VHSL playoffs, let the four girls basketball teams in Hanover County, you know, seed them one through four based on whatever, you know, they, they want to do, wins and losses, head-to-head, -head, whatever. And then let them play a tournament at the end. And, you know, heck, we'll, we'll jump in and work to find, you know, a, a few sponsors who would, you know, pay for trophies. You know, it could be a one-time ever situation to where you won the, the 2021 
Hanover County Girls Basketball Postseason Championship in lieu of a state title. You know, I, I know it's not the, the best thing, but this is a situation where I want to try to see the, the glass half full rather than half empty. So winter sports, December 14th, you can practice. December 28th, you can start playing, and it's got to be done by February 20th because on February 15th, fall sports abbreviated season will begin. So instead of first football practice being in the heat of August, it's going to be in the chill of February. First games can be played as of March 1st, which means the first Friday that we're talking about is March the 5th. Don't be surprised if you see some high school football games in the spring played on nights other than Friday, simply because of trying to get as many games in as you can, both legally within the rules that the VHSL gives you, uh, and in terms of how things are with the virus come that time, uh, you may have to play some football on a Thursday night or a Saturday afternoon or something like that, okay? But March 5th, football fans... Right now, mark that on your calendar. Keep wearing. You, you, you want to help us get to March 5th and have high school football? Wear your mask. Socially distance. Wash your hands. When you go out in public, and I know my daughter works at a retail establishment here in the area, and the first thing she does when she gets home every single day from work, she doesn't say hi. She doesn't do anything. She goes straight in, takes a shower, changes clothes. And so if there's anything that may have tried to cling to her as she was leaving that establishment that day, she's not bringing it to me with pre-existing conditions or to my wife, who thankfully does not have pre-existing conditions, but we're in our 50s. Okay, so do those things. We know that they help. We know that not doing those things hurts. It gives the virus a better chance of spreading. Okay, simple. That that's just. Uh, and and again, we don't get political on the show, and, and and none of this should be political. It's become it, but it shouldn't have been. Uh, just don't do it. So if you want football on Friday night, March fifth, you want to watch your team play in the spring. You want your senior player, your your son, your grandson to play. Do your part and and ask others to do the same. So the season would have to be done by May first. So again, time to crown state champions in football. I I don't I just I don't know. We'll find out August twenty fourth. Then the spring sports would begin practicing April the twelfth. That's a long wait for them. They can start playing April twenty sixth and they'll play through to June twenty sixth. So you know that could affect Beach Week for seniors coming out of graduation. And so there's going to be decisions to have to be made. They're going to be give and takes, and they're going to be sacrifices. It does not matter. If we get to use Model 3 and we don't crown state champions in 2020, 2021, it will be very sad, but by the same token, at least we would have had the experience of being on the field. Um, you know, it's much better than the, the other alternative, and that is COVID continues to, to cause us major issues, and we have to scrap all of this, and we have no sports for the entire school year. And then we're looking at, what, 16 months before we see high school sports again? So I want to give big kudos to the Virginia High School League. They are working under thankless circumstances. They're going to get criticized no matter what decision they've made. I think they've made the best one in light of all the circumstances. And, again, you can see all of that at rbasportsnetwork.com. Take our last break. Be back. Wrap things up here on In the Red Zone right after this. There's more to come right after this short break. 
When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Back with you as we wrap up this very busy edition of In the Red Zone, getting you caught up on what is and what is not happening and what we hope will happen very, very soon. And again, a thanks to our sponsors, both We Think and Inc., at WeThinkInInc.com and Massey Wood and West, 355-1721 or MasseyWoodandWest.com. It's not too early to think about heating your home in the winter, and they can take care of you, whether you need to fill up in terms of heating oil or gas or propane, or if you're looking at a HVAC unit for all 12 months of the year, they carry quality ream products that will take care of you, and hurricane season's really crazy right now. Who knows what? You know, it's 2020. I'm almost guaranteeing that we're going to have a hurricane this year. I mean, because that's just 2020. So if you've been thinking about getting a uh, generator, yeah, Massey Wood and West can help you out with that too. 355-1721. Well, over the next couple of weeks here on the show, hoping to get head football coach Pedro Arusa from Randolph making on to talk about this situation and how he and his staff are going to handle it. Also want to try to get some of the coaches at the high school level on the program too so we can talk about how they're going to kind of navigate their student athletes through these things and how they are also being challenged by the academic side of their job as well as the athletic side of their job. So there's going to be plenty to talk about more decisions and updates that have to happen uh, and we need to keep an eye on every day as the numbers come out here in the, in Virginia positivity rates number of cases etc cetera, etc cetera. the lower they go the more they're flattened uh, the better off we're going to be and hopefully come December 14th for VHSL and January 1st for the ODAC we can get back to some semblance of action thanks to Calvin Cecil on the other side Rob with them saying talk to you in an hour on party of two and next week in the red zone In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.